With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And on the phone, Dave Watson. On the phone with my homes. How are you doing, man? Not bad. Oh, I forgot. You always do the podcast surrounded by your homies, don't you? <laughs> yeah. All the um, oh. all the people from the hood you grew up in. Yep, all the all the ghetto fabulous chaps from Seaton Sluice, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. It's <laughs> weird. Um so uh oh, I feel like I feel like we should just go straight in by talking about football. Uh, Friday night's game was fun. Should we talk about the game? Actually, no. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, since the last podcast, the last podcast was the celebration were going up. Podcast, yeah. And yeah. everything was rosy. Everything was Nothing rosy. Nothing could go wrong. And then the following morning... <laughs> Just before that podcast went out, yeah, that I remember seeing on the news that there had been some arrests made with regards to tax issues in the football industry, and I thought, yeah, mm, I reckon we might be involved in this. And then it's <laughs> and then the first paragraph I said I read said in the London area. And the northeast, yeah. I thought, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it's surely Harry Redknapp again. Right. Like when you think of footballers and dodgy, like we, we don't seem like a particularly dodgy dealing club compared to some. Have you met Mike Ashley? I beg your pardon. Well, no, you haven't met none of us. Well, have no, met Mike Ashley. No, I do know someone who is a friend of a friend of his who's been on his jet, but. That's nice. Apparently he's an awful man. I know someone who was a driver for him, or I ah. met someone who was a driver for him, and he said that, yeah, they were. he was nice, and Lee Charnley and the gang, they were all, like, very nice. They worked quite late, 
and have a lot of curries. (laughs) 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 Apparently they just have a, yeah. But Lee Charnley, who now may not have a clean criminal record. Correct. So uh, it's at this stage, we're pretty low on detail. But yeah, and we will be for a while, to be honest. Again, yeah, that's, that's the not we're... the usual case of just this podcast being low on detail. That's like genuinely <laughs> HMRC and not releasing information. That is true. We are always low on detail, but there isn't that much. The difference is on this occasion, there isn't that much detail available. But we know that there's been a, a lot of uh dealings in with regards to transfers uh at West Ham and Newcastle transfers mm-hmm. uh, uh from France specifically Marseille it seems yeah which have uh, aroused su- suspicion from HMRC and uh Lee Charnley was arrested not charged so we don't mm. know exactly what's gone on there and um, well, it's interesting. also, also Sylvain Marveau was uh, Yeah, and he's nothing, arrested. correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he had anything to do with Marseille, did he? Marveau, did we sign him from there? Or? Oh, God. No, I said, it's, well, Can you stop the, asking the trouble... I don't know the answers to? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, who, um, who played Billy is... Kennedy in Neighbours? You'll know that. <laughs> the, um, that would be Jesse Spencer. Uh, <laughs> there we go. We're back on the track. Thing with, um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on, Dave. Yeah, the thing with, um, because it's uh, the HMRC that's doing the investigation and it's not a criminal investigation yet, um, HMRC have the powers of arrest, but they have to, like, to, to formally interview somebody. They've got to arrest them so that they, it's, uh, that, so that opens the procedure so that it's properly documented. I've been there many so times. That, Yes, I know you have, you tax-dodging swine. But the the point with Charlie getting arrested and then um, released without charge says to me that it was... They had to arrest somebody who would have all the insight and everything like that so that they could begin all the proceedings that they wanted to go through. And the the time frame they're talking about, it sounds to me... And, yeah, we're low on information, but it sounds to me like it was before he was MD, so it was more Lambius than than Charnley. And they're talking about uh, dealings with uh, Mondial Sports, which they were the sports agency that w- that represented like Kabai, Sissoko, Remy, um, Cabela, Tovan. And it's I weird, though. I can't imagine casino owner Derek Lambias being involved in any shady dealing. <laughs> weird. So the, there was an, the, imme- good, there was an yeah. immediate panic that yeah. morning that we might be dropped. Uh, docked points yeah that suddenly the promotion might be in question yeah that seems unlikely you're laughing at that already it does seem well, like it it's would... just going to be a financial penalty if anything happens because i think there because are precedents the... of it happening before yeah for, for a case of like corporate tax fraud it wasn't going to be resolved within the next month or so so it wasn't it was never going to impact our promotion it was never going to impact our like uh, it it, it might impact our champions league qualification next season exactly (laughs) now frankly what like like paul says it'll be a, a financial if anything it'll be a financial punishment so we might have to pay a a sizable fine like and i'm talking like 10 million plus or it could be... Um, Where'd you get if, that figure if, from? 
Come on, Diane Abbott. Plus, well. Yeah, come on, Diane Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's like I'm sat across from Nick Ferrari. You're well, throwing the, out figures. Well, the, Where'd you get your 10 million from? <laughs> well, because the, um, the initial, like, the, the funds that they're investigating was apparently are for um, dealings in the, in the region of £5 million tax evasion, like a, a sum of, of £5 million that the HMRC is due. So for a fee, for, for a sum of £5 million, and f- because we're high profile and because um, uh, there's a couple of people involved, like a couple of teams involved, so it's West Ham and us, but there's also people looking at Chelsea, though no arrests were made. There's... Um, uh, request for information from Chelsea and because it's a sports agency that's dealt with a lot of big name uh, players which could call into uh, question other clubs and because it's Marseille or any dealings that Marseille have had done because it's spread out but because it's high profile because of the sums involved I think I think 10 million quid and also looking at previous like tax um, uh, like transfer dodgy dealings in the past like the, the sums that they got fined like Spurs got fined uh 12 15 million um quite some time ago so they got about 12 15 million but theirs was like a proper dodgy deal um, i think as well so, the other thing to remember with this is that it's very unlikely to just be us and west ham yeah because like, it seems to be about the amount of money players get for image rights rather than their wages so it's a way of siphoning off money they don't have to pay tax on i would yeah. be very surprised if it's only us and West Ham that have been doing this. How much would you pay, bearing in mind this player was arrested, how much would you pay for image rights for <laughs> Sylvain Malvo? <laughs> He's on a lot of lunchboxes in France. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, would, I would struggle to give an accurate description of him. It's a player that very few of us have seen, what about Cla- given how much he was injured. Yeah, Ferreira, for Kunda Ferreira. <laughs> what were his image rights? I reckon Marvo, maybe for a sort of, some sort of, maybe St. John's Ambulance, someone that deals with regular injuries, he'd be quite a good sort of front. What about Clarence Acuna? How much would you pay for his image rights? Have we ever had an uglier footballer? Yeah, I've got images of any listeners under the age of like, 20 googling Clarence Acuna because they don't do know it. Who we're don't image about. search, don't do it. <laughs> Your screen will crash. I mean, we're going up, we will go straight onto football any moment now, but yeah, I'm just gonna throw out a question now and maybe we can talk about this later. If it wasn't Clarence Acuna, who was the ugliest ever Newcastle footballer? I've got Peter one. Beardsley. Yeah, that surely. was the way he went immediately into my head as an obvious one. So, but we'll we'll talk about some other ugly Newcastle footballers. <laughs> uh, not right after this break. Right after we actually talk about football and our most recent game against Cardiff, the penultimate game of the season, the victory parade. Mm. Paul, did you enjoy it? I did. I very much enjoyed it. It's weird. It's been like the whole end of this season has felt somehow anticlimactic because we've been expecting to go up for so long but yeah. it was good a good vocal away following we seemed to play all right we played Shelby and then Colback a little further forward than we have in the past which was nice to see we no didn't, we didn't did we not we didn't play Shelby Colback even Shelby was on the bench wasn't he but he came on at the yeah, end yeah yeah that's right but more Sorry. advanced than we have Sorry it felt yeah no it's fine Dave you just really embarrassed yeah. yourself Paul <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I'd better go Sorry. no, no I just think it was no, nice 
it was nice to see us not just phoning it in at the end of the season. Well, it felt like the first half performance was all right. But the second half performance was pretty good, I thought, Dave. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I didn't watch it live because I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with uh, my missus. And um, yet you still corrected me. Well, because then, like, then I watched it through nufc.co.uk because I'm a nerd. My girlfriend uh, worked on Guardians of the, two, uh, the, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Did she? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, and the well, first one. I was one I'll of the tell, main creators of Rock and, Rocky Raccoon. So. Oh, Not she Rocky did a very Rocky good job. Raccoon, yeah. Yes, um, but I, th- I, and I can exclusively reveal. Sorry. I can exclusively <laughs> reveal that in a WhatsApp group, <laughs> this is this is really really bad. But I'm I'm relying on the fact that I'm pretty sure <laughs> that the Newcastle Night has a low listenership. Uh, right, this feels like a proper exclusive coming that you shouldn't be saying. Good. I'm in, <laughs> I, I'm in a WhatsApp group that includes David Hasselhoff, and. Uh, I know that one of his songs is featured in uh, Guardians 2. And yeah. According to him, uh, the storyline of the movie is about him. <laughs> That's not true, well, is it? Or is it, Dave? Not, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but he plays a part. Yeah, he's in the movie. So okay. Is he yeah. in it? Yeah, Jesus. briefly, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I agree. Going back to the football game, uh, I thought, yes, in the first half we were all right. The second half was much, much better. I thought Hayden had an incredible game. I thought he yeah. was absolutely superb. We've really um, missed him, I think. Yeah, hugely, out. hugely. Um, I was, I'll tell you, I was really nervous when I saw the lineup. No Richie, no Shelby, no Gale. Um, Atsu starting um, and uh, Hayden and Colback in the centre. I thought, well, there's... Zero I think Richie especially we do miss when he's not yeah. out of everybody. Like Gail somehow feels more replaceable than Richie despite how great goal-scoring form he's in. Because our midfield mm. is very low on creativity. Yeah, I, I, wasn't much, I wasn't very impressed with Murphy in the first half and I thought Mitrovic did a better job in the second half but that could just be because we as a team played better in the second half. Mm. Um Mitrovic impressively keeping up his record of not scoring in consecutive games as well. <laughs> to a level I think we all thought this time last year was beneath him. <laughs> to be fair to Mitrovic, Daryl Murphy is the sort of player where if the game isn't going his way, you really don't notice him. Yeah. But you yes. do, it might not always be for doing something good, but you do <laughs> always notice Mitrovic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, but that's like the, uh, saying you always notice the loudest, most violent person in a pub. <laughs> it's, it's true. That's true. It's accurate. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, Atsu's goal was absolutely lovely. I think that the best term I can think of is deft. Yeah, deft. it was a deft he finish. Tickled it. Yeah, it was glorious. It's just so nonchalant. It but was it just seems too easy as well. You're like. It was like he'd found a different way of scoring a free kick where you were watching yeah. it and thought, oh, I didn't realise hitting it that slowly was an option. That could work. <laughs> I think he has a he lot of, he's has a, he has a lot of quality out too. Mm. He's not like a flying mm. winger really, is he? But he's, 
but he's got a very good left boot. Yeah, he's not very good at beating a man. And I worry a little bit that he seems to have started looking decent for us towards the end of his loan contract. Right. I don't think personally we should try and sign him. Well, Depends I, what the what the release fee is because if it's like six or seven million has been mooted, I don't mind paying six million for. I don't know. I put him on a par with Gufran, really. I don't think no. either of them will be good enough. Hush your mouth. No, I think um, Atsu has season. good moments, but really, you right. watch him in game. He's a very frustrating player to watch as a winger. Mm. He doesn't deliver a good cross. He doesn't regularly beat his man. He's got pace which is good. But really, out of the three main qualities you want for a winger, he only ticks one box. I don't think he's going to be good enough for the Premier League. See, I think you've been a bit harsh. I think he does. He can beat players and he can, you know, trick around He just them. chooses not can... to. I, I don't know. I don't know why it hasn't particularly worked out. Part of that could be lack of game time in the same way as Mitrovic hasn't lit up the league partly because of a lack of game time, but maybe they're not getting game time because they're not performing when they do get the chance. Yeah. So, I don't I, think Gufran's been keeping him out of the team. Like Gufran started the season well, but if we'd had a decent left winger, a sort of left-footed mm. Matt, well, Matt Ritchie is left-footed, but you know what I mean? A left-sided yeah. Matt Ritchie type, they would have kept Atsu and Gufran out of the team. Yeah, yeah, perhaps, yeah. Well, I've, and, got, some, um, I've got some stuff to say about Atsu as well. But okay. um, first off, we're going to have... Uh, a little break and then we'll be back with some more opinions on Christian Atsu, some more opinions on Newcastle United Football Club as a whole and (laughs) some questions and thoughts from the Newcastle Natter listenership on Twitter. See you after the break. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Welcome back. Before we go right back deep balls deep into Newcastle United uh Dave you had a little something you wanted to mention is that right yeah yeah so uh mate of mine is um doing some doing something for charity and uh it's for Macmillan the um you know the the, the cancer support uh, charity in the UK um yes. what he's doing is a 24 hour non-stop live stream on his Twitch channel, which I've been told by the kids is where it's at. Um, so he's going to play computer games for 24 hours straight um, and people can tune in and watch him and stuff like that. And like, it's not particularly my bag, but, but <laughs> it, if, if, if the audience is out there for it, which sounds like it is, I think it's a, if forget anything else, it's an incredibly worthy charity. And like, I'm happy to, to push like 
to push money his way for, for doing that because the Macmillan uh, support charity is so worthwhile and um, it's helped loads of people that I know. So it'd be really important. I think it's really important to, to support it. So um, what I'm going to do is um, retweet it from my account and uh, hopefully one of the lads will retweet it from the, the Natter account. Um, so it'll be his Just Giving page and uh, a link to um, his Twitch channel as well. So, so have a look at, on, at Newcastle Natter and at this Dave and it'll be on yes. there. Wicked. We'll make Perfect. sure that's done. Uh, Thanks, guys. Good stuff. And uh, just before the break, we were talking about Christian Atsu. I, I'd, six or seven million, I would certainly pay that. Um, I jokingly said on Twitter the night that he scored the goal, I jokingly said uh, 40 million, we should pay 40 million for him. <laughs> and um, Tony Armstrong got in touch on Twitter and said, is that the purchase price in the loan contract? It seems a bit steep despite that beauty t- tonight. Now, it was a joke, Tony. Um, but personally, I mean, what do I know? But I'd, I would pay good money for him. I I think I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't played a lot more this season. I know what yeah, you mean, me but I don't think he's taken his chances when he has. He's done all right, but he's not done amazingly. Like, I think for... If you're looking for a player to perform well in the Premier League, I don't think Atsu's done enough to convince that he can do that. Okay. Like he failed on loan at Everton. He's tried it in the Premier League before and not done it. I don't think I don't think he showed anything with us this season to think, oh, he's suddenly found the consistency to make it at the top level. I think Do you know who he reminds me of? Luar Luar. I think you can where... say Jack Colbeck, because they, they no. could be twins. <laughs> well, <you> can... <laughs> Yeah, you can see the the raw ability yeah. there. I think but that's a good share. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I would like to have him around, but we'll see. I can understand that he might not necessarily be in the first eleven, but I can't imagine he'll be crazy expensive. Um, no. And, but um, would we? Are we in a position to pay six or seven million for a second choice? left winger yeah well, we've, we've got Premier, we're a Premier League club that is like but haven't we already pre- got Sammy Amiobi to do the same job yeah, bear in mind we paid five million for a like third choice third and fourth choice centre back so but we've spent money in badly in the past no but well, we this, think, this season we spent we spent less than we brought in and we were still spending that yeah. on centre backs but we're now normally, a Premier League club with all Premier League clubs Sort of have to spend but six my, or seven million pounds on players only, that aren't going to be in their first eleven. My that only point on that is, is now. normally you do that as a slight risk. Like you buy somebody who you think will be second choice, thinking they might be able to push on and become a first team regular. Yeah, I think this is a player that we've seen isn't going to be that. Well, See, I disagree. I think maybe who can I'm play? Not. I suppose he can play on either wing, so he's handy, but. Yeah, and also he's still a young lad, so he's still got plenty of potential that he might, you know, he might meet that potential. It's so true, but he's actually. He's been out on in my head plenty I of he's clubs. Like 23. I think but he's, he's still, had plenty yeah, of chances. Still, I don't know. I, I think that if we can get him for six or seven million, then uh, we could probably flog him a season later and still make a profit on him. 
because there'll be another club out there that'll take a risk because they've seen him on match of the day and they think that he's a game, you know, he's, he's one of those players who could win a game on his own kind of players. So, I don't know. I think it's worth the risk because I don't think the risk is that high. Okay. Well, we'll see. Good goal from yeah. Hayden. We've already talked yeah. about Lovely. Hayden's performance. So, uh, next weekend uh, is the final game of the season. Yeah. We're one point behind Brighton, is that right? Yeah, with much better yeah. goal difference. So it's basically, um, we need to get a better result than them. Yeah, and they're away at Villa, and ordinarily this season you would have thought, very easy Brighton win. Villa at home under Bruce have been much better. I think they've got like seven out of their last eight have been wins, is that right? Or something? six out of seven? We got a, a tweet from uh, Bill Mann. And he says, how dirty did you feel at the prospect of having to root for Villa this weekend? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to have to have a domestos bath afterwards. If, uh, but you have if, about if, one if, of if, those a day, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the plus, side, the plus side is that they will be annoyed if they win and we win the league. So it's sort of, that sweetens it a bit. I mean, their fans were singing that they wanted Blackburn to win um, against Villa. The Villa fans were wanting Villa to lose because that puts more pressure on Birmingham. And I, I think they'll be, the Villa fans will be as keen to deny us the title and so won't be bothered about uh, them losing to, to, to Brighton. And frankly, for all you said, they're in, in decent form. Um, Villa have lost, um, they've lost three, drawn one, and won two out of their last uh, six, so they're not in they're not in great form. Um, they're you're right that they are better, but but their uh, home I, form is pretty decent, I think. Um, like the last last six home games is yeah, it's uh, five wins out of six, so it could be. And also they got like a public bollocking from Bruce after their like inept, hopeless in his words, uh, performance against Blackburn. So there might be a rocket under them, but at the end of the day... I don't think we can I be still... counting on nah. like Villa oh, turning up. And it it says a lot about the importance of winning this league that, I don't know about you, but I don't feel particularly bothered if we come second. It would be nice to win the league, but I'm not, I'm not praying for Villa to do amazingly. It would be a bonus. Yeah. It's not the sort of trophy that you're going to have Banners for really? I can't it? imagine it be an open top bus parade. I wouldn't. Yeah, I think I'd be surprised if there was. There'll be maybe a no, DVD. The... <laughs> oh, always, there's always a DVD. There was probably a DVD of last season. <laughs> I think in pecking order, DVDs below bus parade. But I don't know what comes above there's a bus parade. There's a DVD parade. of everything. But <laughs> I bet there'll be a DVD of last season. Available. No, no I guarantee it. Christ. I mean, Brighton have lost three out of the last six away trips, but they've won three out of the last six. I was reading as well, Brighton have never won at Villa Park, which I didn't realise. Really? Yeah. That's a good stat. Yeah. I can't imagine they've played that much. No. The other thing is uh, Villa are going to be missing their top player. You know, um, is it Khadija? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, They're going to be missing him. He's got a broken ankle or something. So he's not. 
he's definitely out. So I don't know. Like the like like you, Paul. If all we can do is win our game, if we win our game and Brighton win theirs, fine. We've missed out on the title by one point to a very good Brighton side who are managed by a likable bloke, and they've got arguably one of the best players in the the league in Knockhart, and they've got the best yeah. defense. So yeah, fine. And we're still going up. So I don't I'm not going to smash my house up if we come second. No. <laughs> I'm actually going to be up in the up in the north for the for the game. Oh. Um, I'm trying to get tickets, but they're it's sold out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm basically waiting for somebody to either not be able to go or some cheeky scamp to have bought extras and sell them on. But to be honest, they're going to be rarer than rock and horse shit. So I don't think I'm going to get one. But I'll just be in the town for yeah. The, that'll be worth it though. during the match, and that'll be a laugh. Wicked. Yeah. But we've got Barnsley. Mm. Who are going to be without uh, Adam Campbell? Adam Armstrong. I always get those Adam two confused. Adam Armstrong, yeah. Who's on loan from um, us. The thing with Barnsley is they've got they've got a really bad defence. They've got the fifth, like the joint fifth worst defence in the league. They've lost four out of the five away games and they've only beat Blackburn. And that's the only win in six home and away. And they've only got two wins in 15. So they're in terrible form. I think they've only won twice since they sold uh, Conor Hurahan. Uh, do they have anything to play for at this point of the no, season? No, they're, they're comfortably safe. They're, they're, they're 14th in the, in the league. Um, they cannot possibly go down and they cannot possibly go get into the playoffs. They are quintessential mid-table safety. Not, they've got zero goal difference as well. So, um, so, so we're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll lose and Brighton will scrape a draw and win the title um, we'll the thing, if Brighton we'll... lose and we draw that's still enough with our goal difference so who knows we'll just... yeah yeah. who knows and what the important stuff is done we're up so yeah if we win uh, if we end up winning the title then that'll be a nice little bonus but I don't think that's important just before we finish no. we've got a couple of things from people on uh, Twitter. Very common question, but there's no harm in answering it again because every week we sort of change our opinions. Uh, APNUFC says, who would be your realistic top target in the summer? Realistic. Um, Maybe... Maybe Harry Maguire from Hull or Kurt Zuma from Chelsea. Zuma would be good. Tom Kearney from Fulham's one that keeps coming up. Oh, yeah. Would yeah that'd be lovely. I like the sound of Tom Kearney and I do like the sound of Zuma. Mm. Callum Wilson as well at Bournemouth. I think I, mean, I know he's got, well, he's had one bad injury. I don't think he's got a bad injury record, but you never know. But sure I could see that. him being a slight. If not upgrade on Gale, then competition for the same sort of thing. We talked about Ryan Shawcross in the last pod, I think. If yeah. he is a realistic transfer target, then I'd be well into that. Yeah, same here. There's, in fact, there's I'm, I'm reports give in that the, as my top one. Well, there's reports in the papers today that he's signing a new contract with Stoke. Okay. Yeah. Well, forget about that. He was just using us as bait. Yeah. Speaking of which, now that I've just I hate him. Now that I've mentioned Ryan Shawcross, I should probably say Jamal Sells, he's played his last game of the season. Turns out he's been playing yeah. with an injury. What was it? Is it that 
Is that a double hernia? Sports hernia. Uh, a sports it was a hernia. double, was it? As opposed to a sex one. A sports <laughs> He's been playing with a sex hernia. <laughs> He's been playing with the a, worst kind of hernia, as opposed to a reading hernia. He's been playing with a sports hernia. Um, but there was like, there was some press put out about it, PR from the club, basically, of him saying that he was playing under a lot of pain, but he felt it was really important to be there as the captain, contributing to the team, even if he wasn't fit, and. Thanks to his performances in the last few games, I, I think he could have sat them out. Yeah. I, you didn't need to be a hero, Jamal. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Grant Hanley could have done a job <laughs> if we just yeah. sat it out. It's a tricky one because it's exactly what you want to hear, but it is such a, like, I'm the captain. I played through the pain barrier. I'm Terry Butcher with blood down my face. But yeah, at the same time, like Stephen we criticised... We rightly criticised criticised Pardew before for bringing players back before they were ready and playing injured players, which just knackers them. No, it, it, of it you can't blame ways. you can't blame him for making himself available to play. But in hindsight, I would have liked to have seen a hand put on his shoulder yeah. and a finger pointed towards uh, the ex- an executive box. Yeah, it's reassuring at least to hear a good reason for why his form dropped off for the last couple yeah. of months and maybe he's not as bad as we have been saying okay well we've maybe not given a definitive answer but we've thrown around some names uh once again in terms of who we want to transfer and i'm sure we'll do again that the one that Go i on. think is impossible but i would love is michael carrick but i don't think that'll happen yeah that'd be just for good. wages and who would have thought we'd have rafa benitez as manager true who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna the start of this summer. Normally, like summer windows are just a bit boring, but it's gonna be so interesting because anyone we're linked with and any like offers we put in are gonna tell us so much about the ambition of the club this summer. Yeah, yeah, but we all know that we're gonna be linked with players. We'll be linked who, with Andy Carroll. We'll That's be linked with certainty. Andy Carroll, and we'll buy players who's who we've never heard of but we all make a quick snap judgment on based on a YouTube video and how good their name sounds. I think this, <laughs> is the, this is the one transfer window where if we start by signing unknown players from France and Holland, we're going to think we're in trouble because they're not going to be the people Benitez wants and it's going to suggest control's gone back to Graham Carr and Benitez will yeah. walk. We'll see. Well, it, it, we've just got, I'm just going to rattle through a couple more yeah. things on Twitter. Uh, Thomas Burkhan says, uh, what position should we aim for next season? Please don't say top half. And I don't know if he means that's too ambitious or if he means that's not specific enough. Uh, just give us a number. What what position should we aim for next season? I'm going to say top half if we get, <laughs> if we get the financial backing. In the words of Thomas Burkhan, please don't say top half. It's too late. I think... It's such a lot. It depends so much on how much money we have to spend. But if we get the amount that Benitez wants and the level of control he wants, I think 10th isn't out of the question. If you look at like Watford, I think are 10th at the moment and they've not been pulling up any trees really. They had a good start to the season. I think I'm going to give like three different answers. Okay. I think realistically, 
What you should do, what you should do is aim <laughs> for first. That's what you should, you should always yeah. be aiming oh, God. to win every game. You can't go into a football match not wanting to win it. So aim for first. Yeah. Be happy with 17th. Yeah. That 17th is the uh, baseline aim. If we can survive, then that is in your first season up. If you can survive, then that is success. But deep down in my soul, I believe that we can get to 11th. Oh, not top half. Dave. So I think... Short briefly, uh, please. Yeah. Uh, aim for 12th, be happy with 14th, worry if it's lower. But all this will change when we see who we sign. Yeah. So if we are 6th in March next season, Dave, you still think we should be aiming for 12th? That's disgraceful. Aim, uh, for, aim for every... To win every game. You should be always aim for first. Can we start a petition? This is from Lloyd Kent. Can we start a petition to get... Jack Colback banned from the city. The bloke is useless. <laughs> yeah, but he's worse in away games, so we'd have to get him banned from England. Yeah, that is the plan. We need to get him banned from... We, we need to make him an offshore player <laughs> somehow. <laughs> no, we need to get him get him banned from every other city. Um, build a wall. We need to build a wall. I don't think it's <laughs> too extreme to say Jack Colback should be publicly hanged by the neck till death. Correct, and I think that's a, <laughs> that's that's a sentiment we can, we can all, all get behind. Get behind. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, he's he's a handy person. Is he done for us? I don't, I don't like the idea of him being in a starting eleven for us in the Premier League, even though he has been before and he's done it for Sunderland. He just doesn't. He might be a player who sort of sticks around for a, a yeah for a what of a sense of continuity. Yeah, under a Dan Gosling local. Sort of. I think he'll rematerialize at a different club and do better. Possibly. But he just doesn't fit the way we play. And then uh, we've got a tweet from uh, Lagrange or Lagrange. Uh, going down percentage for old time's sake? 15%. 15%? I don't think we're going to go down. Well, clearly, but okay. No. Dave? Next season, yeah, 15 20%. Okay, I'm going to say 33.33 recurring. recurring, yeah. I think there's a one in three chance that we will go down. I mean, it's all... Which, is still, which still means, I'm being positive, I think there's a two in three mm. chance we'll stay up. It's the same sort of caveat to everything else we've said, where it totally depends what happens in the transfer window exactly. in the summer. So there's we could a very way... likely lose within the next two weeks... Rafa Benita could leave. Dennis Wise. Dennis Wise back in as manager. We could get a transfer some... ban. Yeah, God, that would be yeah. So terrifying. I think there's a one in three chance that we could go down. Now I'm pretty sure we'll be. Can back. I sorry? I might revise my percentage to a, a Cronenberg sixteen sixty four anywhere between those two numbers. <laughs> well that is absurd Paul but I will allow it because I like you thank you um, so I'm pretty sure that there will be a final natter of the season next week which in which we'll do our um, end of the season awards mm. so please get in early with your suggestions 
for winners and categories. Yeah. Um, little word on the street is that we might even get an appearance from Renata, uh, legend and originator Luke Benson. Ooh. So that would oh. be fun for the end of the season do just to show up and claim credit John Terrying <laughs> it in his full kit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in his full natter kit <laughs> claiming credit for the season but that would be nice but in the meantime thank you very much uh, Dave Watson thanks Fergus thank you Paul Doolan thank you my name is Fergus Craig please follow us at Newcastle Natter on Twitter like us on Facebook and subscribe. That's the thing mm. to do, apparently. Subscribe. Yeah. That helps in the stats. But uh, in the meantime, thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at whistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.